It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Welcome to Priority Talk Radio. We're on for the next two hours from 5 to 7. My name is Nate Williams. Greg Davis wasn't able to make it back to the studio for tonight. He's been traveling all over the place recently, talking to a lot of people, educating and informing and, you know, good news, Christian values. That's what the show's all about. And that's what Greg uh, teaches on all over the state. Uh, He was traveling Athens this morning, and then he was also in Coleman meeting with lawmakers and pastors about various important issues. So he wasn't able to make it back in time. And so I'll be here with you tonight from uh, 5 till 7. We'll have a couple conversations for you in the second hour. So that's exciting. We'll tell you more about that later. We have Josh in the studio. He is on the other side of the glass. Uh, Manning the boards, manning the phones, uh, ready for your call. So call or text in 205 941-1011. As many of you know, in the last couple days, the weather's been a little crazy, particularly if you live in the Coleman area. It got a lot of straight line winds that can be quite dangerous. Uh, I I think the there was a library in Coleman that got its windows blown out i think if i if i saw the pictures correctly if i read the description correctly so it's just a lot of stuff going on a lot of people lost power on monday so hopefully that's all um people are have their power again and the storms today were supposed to be pretty bad as well but so far they have not hit i don't think in the coleman area at least not bad quite yet but unfortunately there's time hopefully everyone's doing well driving safe Uh, just go slow it's crazy out there um oh goodness Uh, i was watching the news yesterday with greg in the studio and we saw a semi truck i think hit some sort of overpass and there was a lot of cheese that got slung everywhere it was uh, nacho cheese and naturally the newscasters were making a joke about that um you know nacho average car crash or something along those lines so just be careful it's a crazy world out there. It always gets me thinking. We talk about it whenever there's any sort of power outage, but me and my wife, we're always like, okay, we need to get survival-type equipment. I don't mean doomsday prepper-type stuff, but just the things you need to be on your own for a few days or a week or however long. You need water, batteries, uh various other things and so we always talk about it when power is out okay uh, when this weekend we're going to go into the store and we're going to go get all the things to help out and help ourselves out in case something bad happens but you know how it is the power comes back on you go back to work things go back to normal 
and you don't end up getting the supplies that you need and that's on us so yeah we have some stuff but we could be uh, we could be doing a little better there so again just things you need to look out for make sure you have water um, food some portable uh, portable form of electricity or whatever that's not going to go out all those things if, if you have expendable disposable income that's stuff to keep track of i know there's been a lot of trees that have come down in my yard and the yards of a family and friends so it's going to be some uh, chainsaw time uh, coming up pretty soon when i have some free time but anyways that's in the future i hope everyone's doing well staying safe we have news politics theology bible ministry culture that's what this show's about good news christian values check out our website priority talk radio Dot com And I, I want y'all to call in. Call or text in. 205-941-1011. What do you want to talk about? As long as it's, you know, appropriate, I want to talk about it too. So just call in uh, or text 205-941-1011. One annoying thing about the news, and it happens every time there's anything related to race that pops up is everything is race related and it's just so sometimes you roll your eyes because let's take the carly russell kidnapping hoax situation so 1819 news has this to say hoover city council passes resolution supporting stricter penalties for false reporting of violent crimes following carly russell kidnapping hoax now that just it makes sense to me that you're wasting a lot of resources. You're wasting a lot of time. Uh, different agencies are involved with all the different acronyms because it's a kidnapping. It's a big deal. You don't want that going on in your city, in your area. And so whenever someone fakes that and it's a hoax, well, you just waited, uh, wasted a lot of manpower you wasted a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort that could have been going in other more worthwhile directions. So naturally, you would think, okay, let's not let that happen again and pass some stricter laws. And that's what the Hoover City Council is uh, trying to do to eventually reach the, you know, change the laws in Alabama as a whole. But anyways, uh, on July 13th, Russell a 25-year-old Hoover resident, called 911 and a family member and claimed to see a baby walking along Interstate 459. The family member reported hearing a scream while on the phone with Russell, followed by silence. For two days, officers with the Hoover Police Department, along with other law enforcement agents, searched for Russell until she showed up at her parents' door. She initially said she had been held captive by a couple, and managed to escape, but later admitted to lying about her disappearance. Police arrested Russell two weeks later and charged her with false reporting to law enforcement authorities and false reporting an incident, two Class A misdemeanors, which can carry a, a penalty of up to a year in jail and a fine uh, for as much as $6,000. And so, for something this massive... That's a slap on the wrist. It's something really small. You can't have people doing that. So naturally, the Hoover City Council and lawmakers all across Alabama are like, okay, we're, we're going to need to make sure something happens. 
but anyway, so they, they, they want to change it to a Class C felony that could carry up to life in prison and a fine of as much as $60,000 if combined with prior felonies. Without prior felonies, uh, it could still carry up to 10 years in prison and $15,000 in fines. And so, again, I'm not a law enforcement expert. And uh, I, I just, I don't know what the proper punishment should be, but I figure it should be higher than a misdemeanor, in my opinion. Now, should it be a life in prison? Oh, I, that seems a little strong, but but some stronger sentence, maybe, uh, definitely. But naturally, what do the what, what does the mainstream media make us out to be? It's racist, right? Because that's really the main variable, sometimes the only variable the left uses, that Carly Russell was a black lady. Therefore, any law that's created in response to her situation is just racist. You got a bunch of white people that the only reason why they care about this is she is a black lady. It's like, honestly, I don't care about race. It's so annoying. Can we... Can we offer a little bit more in-depth analysis of the situation as opposed to, oh, a black person's involved, therefore it must be racist. It just, it's just frustrating because sometimes conversation never gets past that one variable and it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, let's see. So, so anyways, if Carly was white, I'd want the same thing. I, I don't, I don't get the fascination with race. Uh, now, I think there was an ESPN commentator, or I don't know if she's still at ESPN, but maybe you know her, uh, Jameel Hill, that uh, she called it racist. And I know we've had uh, Alabama politicians uh, putting forward maybe an ebony alert, uh, a, a law potentially for an ebony alert that would be like all of the other alerts, but just for black children. And then I'm like, is that really necessary and the thinking was oh we need an ebony alert because people don't care as much when a black child is abducted and to those people i just have to say do you know how much attention carly russell got she was a black young lady and when she was telling her story she got national media attention it didn't matter what her skin color was People, I mean, maybe this is shocking to a lot of people. People don't like kidnapping and kidnappers. Uh, we, we've talked about Sound of Freedom a lot in this show. Uh, we think kidnappers and child uh, traffickers and human traffickers in general, it's awful. It's disgusting. It's vile. I don't care what the race is. It's uh, it, 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 whatever child is taken, it's, it's awful. And we want to obviously rescue the child. Uh, it has nothing to do with race, but some people, that's all they have. And it's kind of disappointing because with those people, if you try to have a conversation and you're like, well, let's look at different variables. Let's look at politics and culture and family. Let's do an analysis that involves a lot more to it, a lot more meat, a lot more substance for them, if they see anything involving a black person, it's automatically race. It's automatically racist. 
And sometimes you roll your eyes because Carly Russell, for being a black lady, got a ton of national media attention. I know uh, my wife loves the true crime podcast type stuff, the true crime YouTube channels. Uh, she, she will watch those things. And some of the people that she likes to watch, they cover the story. They don't have a particular love or affinity for Alabama necessarily or an axe to grind politically, but it was a big story. And so they covered the Carly Russell situation just because it was a kidnapping. So anyways, just the people who only view things through race, I might encourage you to, yes, yeah, sometimes race is involved. It is a factor. Sometimes racism, it's real. Uh, friends, we know that racism is a sin. and You do not judge a person by their skin color. That's, that, that is racist to discriminate on the basis of skin color and ethnicity. And as Christians, we're not for it. So yes, being a sin, uh, people do, we will do and say racist things from time to time collectively as a, a human culture. And that's wrong when it happens. My problem is when it's the only lens that you have. I've heard situations where a black and a white person are involved in some sort of altercation, and those on the left will automatically say, oh, well, race is the reason, and the white person's racist. And I'm like, hold on, you didn't even hear the rest of the story. But you don't need the rest of the story when you have that narrative, and that's the only variable you care about. It's just we see it with Carly Russell and the response to this law that's probably going to eventually come to pass all over Alabama, uh, converting, you know, these things from a misdemeanor to a felony that, oh, man, it's just racist because it was a black person. It's like, come on, let's not be lazy. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Montgomery uh, brawl and how again that's been turned into a race thing it might be it might not be but again some people that's all they jump to we'll talk a little bit about that story coming up and also uh, just more news and politics and culture on the other side this is WXJC radio truth 101.1 we'll be right back priority talk Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Keetan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. I'm Richard Ross, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk Radio. Welcome back to Priority Talk. My name's Nate Williams, and we're talking news and politics. I hope everyone is staying safe. Greg Davis is out for tonight, though we will have a couple conversations 
between uh, Greg Davis and Alabama Republican uh, Party Chairman John Wall, and then also uh, Representative Dodie Horton from Louisiana will have a couple couple conversations between Greg and those people in the second hour. So you'll definitely want to tune in for that. A lot of good information there. Uh, but continuing on our theme for uh, from last segment, that for the left, everything is race. It's a nice and tidy explanation uh, that that just works for them, depending on the situation. And if it doesn't work, you can just twist things around to make it work. But anyways, as many of y'all know, is on TMZ and. Everywhere, unfortunately, the uh, the Montgomery Riverboat, uh, excuse me, uh, the brawl. Uh, yeah, it was just big, big fight between lots and lots of people. And naturally, places like uh, AL.com and other places that automatically makes it about race. And maybe it is. But here's the thing. Before I'm going to call something racist, there's this little word that I need. I need this 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 word that starts with an E. Maybe you've heard of it before. I need this thing called evidence. So, for example, uh, you had, th- I think it was around three white guys, uh, unfortunately, fighting with a black guy. And that just angers me on its face. I don't like when you have, uh, from the looks of it, you know, bullies beating up on someone. That just, like... Come on now, what, what what is that? That just irks me. But anyways, and then uh, there was a massive brawl. Lots of people jumped in, and apparently there have been several arrests. Uh, let's see. I believe the three white guys have been arrested. I could be wrong. Someone fact check me. But yeah, and then other people have been questioned. There was someone with a chair. I think that person was being questioned as well. But but anyways, regardless. Uh, but automatically, for for it to be a racist thing, I need something called evidence. Was there anything racist that was said? Was there any racial motivations that you can tell from recordings, phone calls, texts that automatically made it racist? Because unless I have evidence, I'm not going to say, oh, it definitely is this thing. So, for example... The Montgomery Riverboat captain speaks on the brawl on Saturday. This was not a black and white thing. Now, he could be wrong. Maybe it was all about race. I don't know. But from the sound of it, uh, it it looks like maybe there was some drinking involved. And and when you get into an argument between two crews about uh, boats docking and and, and where where boats should be at a certain time and you know if you've been out on the water you know how sometimes that can be a little sticky if you have a lot of boats involved and particularly if there's drinking involved anyways that uh that uh apparently this group according to uh the uh, let's see um jim uh, kittrell captain of the harriet Two, a famous riverboat that traverses the alabama river spoke about saturday night's brawl from his perspective so he was calling into 93.1 he was pulling the harriet two into the dock when he noticed a pontoon boat partially blocking the way to the ramp 
He asked the boat's passengers over his PA system to move the boat about five times. And then after threatening to call the police for their refusal to move the boat, he also offered that police would see the alcohol in the pontoon boat should they be called out. So they started shooting birds at us, so I called the police. And after waiting some time, the owners reportedly left, leaving the boat blocking the entrance. And uh, then Kittrell then asked another pedal boat captain to use the smaller craft to ferry Kittrell's uh, senior deckhand to move the boat. In the boating world, it's common if you have to move somebody's boat, it's nothing to get upset about. You know, you have to move a boat sometimes. But after they moved it, those guys came running back. They must have still been in the park or up in the gazebo or something. So basically, these guys that have been drinking, from, from the sound of it, they then get in a fight. They see someone trying to move their boat. And with their poor judgment, they start beating up on the guy who was just trying to move the boat so that another boat could, 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 could do what it needs to do. And, and so from that... What do you think the issue is? You have a few, from the sound of it, knuckleheads, not the brightest bulbs. They've been drinking. They've been out on a pontoon boat. Starting a fight with someone they think is trying to remove their boat, trying to maybe take it, steal it. I don't know what they thought. Regardless, they showed poor judgment to start wailing on the guy, starting a brawl. Now, does any of that have to do with race? Maybe it was racial in their minds that they saw a black person and they were like, oh, let's go, let's go get him. If so, that's awful. That's terrible. That is racist. But not necessarily unless you have this thing called evidence. Whoa. That before you can call something racist, that it has to be racially motivated, you, you look to see, all right, beyond just the people involved, a black person and several white people, is, is there anything else you got there? Or was it just some people that had been drinking and they make poor decisions, they're knuckleheads, they're angry, they see someone moving their boat and they think, oh no, something's going to happen and they get mad. Uh, again, it's it just, to me, it's lazy. I'm open to the possibility. But it's just lazy to jump there. And that's what the left loves to do. Everything is racist, regardless of whether or not. Uh, see, that's what happened with George Floyd. Y'all remember that from a, a little while ago at this point. That then everyone in the national media on the left, or most I should say, was like, it's racist. Obviously racially motivated. But you know one charge that was not, I, I don't, someone correct me if I'm wrong. One charge that just did not come up in the George Floyd trial. I don't believe there was a racial component legally. So while the media ran with it and said, oh, a black man was killed, therefore uh, it had to be racist. When it came to the charges legally, I don't think race was a part of any of them. Again, it's just the leftist media pushing what it's going to push. What do you think? I'm open to being wrong. Someone tell me I'm wrong. I don't mind. Call or text in 205-941-1011. We'll talk a little Dr. Anthony Fauci and his deception when we come back. We want you to be a part of the show. Yes, you. To make comments or ask questions, call or text Priority Talk at 205-941-1011. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... My life be like, 
conversation from last time. Remember how the left always wants things to be racial and racist, and that's the major factor? I don't want to downplay race, and I don't want to downplay racism. This country does have some ugly parts to it, and, and it's not stuff that, you know, it's, it's not great stuff, to be sure. But before I call something racist, like I was saying before the break, I need this really obnoxious, annoying, irritating word that starts with an E. I need evidence that something's racist. I'm just not going to look at the people involved. It's just, I think that's lazy. Uh, For example, all right, in this country, on average, white people make more money than black people. On average, there are exceptions. LeBron James, he makes a lot more money than I do, and it's probably going to stay that way. But there there are exceptions, and uh, y'all understand that. But in general, white people make more than black people, just from statistics. Naturally, what does the left say? Oh, oh, that's evidence of racism and racial disparity and how this country is designed against black people and how this country is just and you're like okay well well that that doesn't quite fit because the problem with using that as the variable is that you have to be consistent and to be fair we all have problems with consistency we like our favorite arguments and statistics when it favors us but when those arguments and statistics don't we get rid of them Uh, so fast because it's convenient for us so yes it's left or the right but what happens with the left on this issue is i'll show them studies of asian americans now asian americans make more money than white people okay using the left's framework where race is the only variable that matters and, and and america just hates minorities and immigrants and and america wow so terrible so bad well using that logic and reason was our country designed to benefit asians was our country designed to benefit indian americans and chinese americans and japanese americans because that's how that since that's the only variable we can use to explain everything in the country I guess our founding fathers, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin and Hamilton and go on and go on and go on and Adams and that they all, they just designed this country to benefit Asians. That they were like, okay, eventually there will be a lot of Chinese Americans and Japanese Americans, so therefore uh, Indian Americans, therefore we must build the country in such a way as to benefit those Americans over white people, right? I'm sure that's what uh, Abraham Lincoln was focused on and everyone was thinking about George Washington, that that's, that's what was going on. No, that's silly. George Washington didn't know any of that. Our country was not designed to benefit Asian Americans over white people. But remember, for the left, that's what you have. You you only have race as an explanatory factor. So, for example, 
the median, this is from BLS.gov. The median weekly earnings uh, for full-time wage and salary workers for white people was $1,018. This is 2021. But for Asians, it was $1,328. So roughly a $300 difference. So my question to the left, now they have a nifty little annoying trick. It doesn't work, but it's what they do to, to answer this question. But my question to the left is, I guess the systems and structures of America are, are designed against white people. And I guess Asian Americans are, I guess there's this Asian supremacy because Asians do really well in this country. Is that the case? Obviously not. It has to deal with culture and things like that that the left does not want to talk about. The left doesn't want to talk about work ethic and personal agency. They want to generally, not always, but generally play the victim. So, for example, if you're not doing as well as white people, that's because the system hates you. But when white people don't do as well as Asian people, what does the left have? How do you racially explain that one? What they do, they do this nifty little trick. It's annoying. I roll my eyes. But what the left does to explain this is they do this with Jews as well because Jews stereotypically do well on average. They said, well, well, J Jews and Asian people, uh, well, um, well, they're white now. Everyone's white. The, 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 uh, Asians are white. Jews are white. If any minority is doing well in this country, it's, it's because they're all magically white now. And do you see how this helps them? It's annoying and it doesn't work, but that's their reasoning because in their mind, America is systemically racist and unjust towards minorities. So then when you respond, well, what about this minority and that minority? There's been racism against Asians in the past. There's been racism against Jews in the past. I mean, look at Harvard and look at just different other instances of discrimination. Why do those minorities do really well? The left is like, la, 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 we can't hear you. Um, um, it's because they're white. They're just white. So therefore, if they're white, all of a sudden, uh, America can still be racist against minorities because they don't count. Do you see how that works? It's really, it, it's, it's clever. You, you call them out on it because it, it's just kind of convenient. And what it leads to is a non-falsifiable theory that... Well, America hates minorities like black people and Hispanic people and benefits white people. Then when you talk about Asians and Jews and other races, uh, you know, Indian Americans and uh, Japanese Americans and all, uh, all, all those demographics and you say, well, they're doing well. Well, well, that's just because they're white. And so therefore your, your theory is non-falsifiable. Anytime I bring up a successful minority, you just say that they're white. And then, see, see, America still benefits white people. It's lazy. It's all lazy. That's, that's what it is. Lazy top to bottom. Instead, there are many factors that influence success. I, I'm not saying that all laws are perfect. And I'm not saying there aren't still carryover effects of the Jim Crow area. We have people who lived through the Jim Crow area, and it was horrible. It was nasty. It was terrible. It was not Christian. It was not... Uh, it was not Christ-like at all. So I'm not saying that some of that stuff still isn't around, like some of the after effects and uh, uh, down through the generations. But again, that's not the only thing you talk about. 
What about values? Some cultures value different things. Depending on where you are in the equator, there are some cultures, uh, island-type cultures, that, uh, you know, they value more rest and relaxation. It's more laid back. You have different cultures that value working 24-7 and getting the best grades and, and living at your office and, and success with your career and education. Then you have other cultures that value this and value that and value the other depending on where you are in the world and in your background. Not all cultural values are conducive to making a lot of money. The culture that values hard work generally will make more money than the culture that values a little R&R, &R, rest and relaxation. That doesn't make one better than the other. But if you're going to look at measures of success, which dollars, unfortunately, is one of them, not all cultures value the same things that might necessarily lead to making a lot of money. And, and, and that's just shown in some of the results. So yeah, can there be some after effects of uh, Jim Crow laws? Sure. We can talk about things like redlining and stuff like that. That's a part of it, but that's not all of it. You know, sometimes uh, the left is very racist there. And uh, uh, Ben Shapiro calls it this. He calls it the soft bigotry or maybe it's soft racism, soft bigotry or soft racism of low expectations, where when people from a certain culture do certain things, well, automatically it's excused, or certain bad things, I might say. Well, it's excused because, well, you can't expect anything else from that culture. When a certain culture, you know, when certain people don't perform well or whatever, it's, well, it's because they're from that culture. For instance, the left has this weird thing about IDs with black people when it comes to getting like a voter ID. It's like, man, well, maybe black people aren't capable of getting IDs. They just don't know where to go and don't know how to operate a computer. Now, if you're a conservative with half a brain, you look at that and you're like, that's racist. Like, you want to talk about racist? It's racist to think black people aren't capable of obtaining an ID. They aren't capable of working a computer. Like, that is actually racist. But again, it's the Democratic Party's soft bigotry of low expectations. That, oh, well, this people group, well, they're just not going to succeed. So they need a, a lot of help. And, and they need just various things put in place by the government. And I'm like, okay, in certain situations, I could see government programs are necessary, depending on various factors. I'm being vague on purpose. But also, some things are just outright racist, in my opinion. What do you think? I'm open to being wrong. I'm open to conversation. Call or text in 205-941-1011. Let's see, how did we get on this topic? Oh, yeah, we, this was going all the way back to Carly Russell and how the left only interprets things through the lens of race, which is lazy. In my opinion, I'm open now. Now, sometimes conservatives, you know, I'm I'm an equal opportunity offender. That's what I tell people. I'll criticize Republicans, Democrats. I'll criticize conservatives and liberals. I don't mind. I don't mind. You know why I don't mind? Because you can criticize me. It's all fair game. All uh, all is fair in love and war. I don't mind. And so what annoys me about conservatives sometimes is we go too far the other way where we never talk about race. We never talk about racism. We say racism and race has nothing to do with anything. And I'm like, okay, that, that's, I, I don't think that's right on the other end. Instead, let's meet somewhere in the middle. 
race is one variable, one factor amongst a host of other things that helps you to predict what's going to happen or what should be done. You factor in race, but you factor in so many other things. Factor in family and values and politics and laws and all, all, all that and, and, and more. Age and, and, and gender and, oh goodness, where, where, where you grew up and, and just so much more than just, oh, this is the color of my, my skin or this is my ethnicity. Just don't be lazy. Let's let's have a good conversation and meet somewhere in the middle. I think that's what I think, but I'm open to hearing your thoughts. Call or text in 205-941-1011. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about our favorite person. He's never lied. He's never done anything wrong. He's gotten it all right. Why am I talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? No, of course I'm talking about Dr. Anthony Fauci and how he handled every situation with COVID absolutely correctly. Just kidding. We'll talk about it on the other side. Uh, We're on Mondays through Fridays, 5 to 7. Priority Talk, uh, check out our podcast, Priority Talk. It's on Apple, Spotify, and other podcast carriers. When we come back, Dr. Anthony Fauci and the various things that he said and did during the COVID years. Don't go anywhere. Priority talk. Marketing can be overwhelming. The marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money. Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with a purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728. Or go to their website at .edison.com. Hi, this is Robert Amaya, a.k.a. the Snake King from Courageous, and you're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis on WXJC. Welcome back to Priority Talk Radio. We are heading towards the 6 o'clock hour. Do not worry. We have another hour for you on the other side. We'll have a couple conversations uh, uh, with Greg that we will be playing. One is from yesterday, in case you missed it. He talked with Alabama Republican uh, Party Chairman John Wall. And they talked about several different things, President Trump and other topics. And then at 6.30, we will have a conversation for you between Greg and uh, Louisiana Representative uh, Dodie Horton about the In God We Trust bill, where there's a new law requiring In God We Trust to be displayed in every classroom. And... uh, and so that's happening in Louisiana, and uh, Greg Davis is talking with Representative Horton about that in the next hour. So things to be looking forward to. But now we're talking about the man, the myth, the legend, the, the man who represents science himself. Uh, just like uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine, Darth Sidious, if you watch Star Wars, he is the Senate you have uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who represents all of science himself. Well, 
we find out that he's not necessarily the saint that the mainstream media portrayed him as, and he actually did a lot of damage behind the scenes. And some of this you already know. But this is an article from the Free Press from an uh, author named David, Anthony Fauci's Deceptions. And here's the thing with COVID. I'd never expected the people at NIH and the CDC, you know, you had Dr. Collins and Dr. Fauci and uh, and others. I never expected them to get everything right. This was a worldwide pandemic. It was terrible. It killed a lot of people. Now, were parts of it exaggerated? Sure, but it did kill a lot of people. You can't deny that. I never expected our politicians and our uh, administrators, our bureaucrats to get it all right. But what I don't like is the strong arm, the stiff arm, the, the beat down that happened towards those who disagreed. We all remember it. There were those of us that knew those silly little masks did nothing. There were those of us that talked about natural immunity. There were those of us that talked about, oh, come on, this couldn't be from a bat in some backwoods market in China. This was a lab leak. But we were crushed by Dr. Fauci and a ton of other people in power. And now as some of the emails come out and the Slack messages and other documents you realize, oh man, this saintly figure, Dr. Fauci, who represented science and just wanted what was best for all of us. We find out that's not really true. And the unfortunate thing is we, Dr. Collins, uh, what is his name? Francis Collins, head of NIH, which oversees NIAID, just other, uh, just other institutes within NIH. He's a Christian. They just did some ugly things, and Dr. Collins included there were, there were uh, scientists that talked about natural immunity, that as more and more of the population has COVID, that uh, has and then gotten over COVID, that we can start going back to normal because those people are good, that, that, that they're relatively safe. I'm not saying everyone, but statistically, the numbers support the fact that once you had COVID, you were more in the clear to go back to normal. And Dr. Collins and Dr. Fauci went after those guys, those scientists, to, to, to criticize them. There were those that, that advocated for, oh goodness, what was the, what was the, the strategy there? Oh yeah, there were some that said, okay, let's focus our medical attention on the elderly and um, the elderly and those who have uh, just different conditions that might make them more susceptible to COVID and everyone else, the young and the healthy, go back to work. You know what happened? They got demonized as well. And then the media jumps in, um, you know, Collins in an email to Fauci t talked about these people that, that, that were for this common sense approach. They, uh, Collins called them fringe epidemiologists. And then Fauci said that they were dangerous and it was nonsense. And then the media picked it up and, and, and went against this common sense approach that always made sense. Okay, if you're elderly and you have various conditions, yes, be careful. Do what you need to do to stay safe. But for the young and the healthy, let them go back to work. That's what many of us said for the longest time. But Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins attacked those people.
They attacked the people that, again, were trying to encourage the theory of natural immunity that if you already had COVID, you were in the clear. Go do your thing. And that as more and more waves of COVID came and went, that progressively the COVID vaccine, uh, excuse me, uh, the COVID uh, disease itself was going to get weaker and weaker. So you were okay. Again, all of this was demonized by Dr. Collins, who is a Christian. I'm very disappointed in his behavior. And Dr. Fauci. Then you had Fauci saying that uh, they're really criticizing science. So if you ask questions, you were anti-science. You were backwards and bigoted. How dare you question Dr. Fauci? Then when it came to the lab leak... You know, uh, Fauci knew that they were supporting and funding gain of uh, gain of function research, if that's the right term for it. I'm trying to uh, there. Let's see. Uh, Fine. Trying to find the term gain of function research, where basically you are strengthening. There we go. You are strengthening, uh, you're, you're manipulating viruses to become more transmissible and deadly to humans. So basically you're trying to develop vaccines and therapeutics against threats that don't exist, but theoretically might exist in the future, but you are weaponizing, you are manipulating viruses to make them more deadly or transmissible to humans in order for research. It's incredibly dangerous. Fauci was a part of this. He was funding the Wuhan lab and he knew it. He knew what they were up to. And then so his PR campaign was redefining gain-of-function research. Oh, really? What is it? I wasn't doing that. Defining it in a super hyper-specific way, which conveniently doesn't mean, uh, conveniently meant that he wasn't doing it. It's ridiculous. Anyways, um, in, in May 2021, Collins released a statement that said neither NIH or uh, NIAID have ever approved any grant that would have supported gain-of-function research on coronaviruses that would have increased their transmissibility or lethality for humans. Um, Why would Collins put out a statement denying what is clearly true? In a word, Wuhan. The NIH gave millions of dollars to a nonprofit called Echo Health Alliance. From that pot of money that came from NIH, Echo Health funneled hundreds of thousands of dollars in awards to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And then grant applications to NIH from Echo Health explicitly spell out work involving the creation of deadlier or more transmissible pathogens. So it's all there in documents and statements that Fauci and Collins, they were a part of funding gain-of-function research. And then now the lab leak is looking like the more... Now, we might never know for sure, for sure, because of the way China shuts down information, but it's looking like most likely that's what happened, that there was a lab leak from Wuhan, and that's what started the worldwide pandemic. So China is at fault, the lab is at fault, and Fauci is a part of it. And he denied it. He tried to crush the lab leak theory. It's awful. It's terrible. But you know what? In Biden's DOJ, is anything going to happen? I'll let you. I'll let you guess. In Biden's DOJ, where Fauci knew where that he was funding gain of function research, and he lied. 
in front of lawmakers. Is anything going to happen to Fauci? No, he's a saint. You can't touch him. I don't know, friends. If we get a conservative in 2024, I don't know. Uh, We have our various circuses going on on our end. But as we head towards 2024, I hope someone eventually goes after Fauci for lying. He lied to uh, Ron Paul. He lied to others. And it's... It's discouraging. But anyways, if you want to check out the article, it goes into more depth, more information. It's on the free press, Dr. Anthony Fauci's Deceptions by David Zweig or Zweig. Not sure how to pronounce it, but it's a good article. Go check it out. Friends, when we come back, we'll talk more about these things. We'll talk a little bit about Harry's razors going even more woke, if that's possible. And then we'll have a couple conversations with Greg and a couple guests on the other side. That's all coming up in the second hour from 6 to 7. We'll be right back. 